I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. It's not too late to add four more preseason games. Welcome to an NFL Plus edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Eagles fan, Daniel Hardigan. Guys, this is our 100th episode. You guys know that? What? Unbelievable. Yeah, oh, we did it. Congrats. Come on. 100 in. Syndication. That means we're syndicated. That's true. 100 episodes in a movie. Uh, with this as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, how many Andy Reeds show up to every Chiefs game? There used to be just the one, and then another right. fat guy decided he would put on a mustache and be in the audience for another. And then now there, there's a third guy now? Come on, dude. Get a new bit. <laughs> you know who's not coming is his son. Oh, Hello. Oh, Hello. Coming oh, in boy. hot. Coming in hot. We're going to go out of order. Uh, joining us today, very funny comedian, actor, producer, Ed Larson. Ed, thank you so much for jumping in and uh, making fun of Danny's team immediately. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Glad I could help. I know what it's like to feel the abuse. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan for life. Oh, yeah. and uh, Fins up. And especially, Danny, as you're saying, uh, there's so many versions of Andy Reid that you can go with, but they all do the exact same guy. Like, you can do, like, you know, Hawaii Santa Andy Reid or Face Shield Andy, but they're all the same version, and I don't get that. Um, hey, lastly, as always, we got Washington Commanders fan Jamel Johnson. Jamel, it's your birthday today. What's your wish for the season? Uh, I wish for how about instead of poop water, let's just do pee water. Mm. Mm. Yeah, clean it up in Washington. Clean it up a little. We're going to clean things up at FedEx Field. Uh, hopefully the uh, Wendy's next to Iverson Mall is still open. Can't wait to see you guys September 25th. Oh, my God. Uh, so, Ed, you kind of uh, you let us know you're from Florida. Yes. Uh, you, you guys just kicked our uh, my team's ass in the preseason. I don't know how much stock you put into that. But the real question it's is. nothing to me. Are you a member of two? Are you a member of two anon? I am. Yes. I am. I, I, I hate when people jump off. Like everyone's so ready to get rid of everyone so fast these days. You know, like first of all, we're Dol I'm a Dolphins fan. Like two bad seasons. Come on, who gives a shit? You know, like it's like, like, like come on, let's just, let's do it. I think third season. If he's not good this season, we'll give him three more. 
and then we'll trade him to the Titans and it'll be great. And then- <laughs> that is how it goes. Yeah. But yeah, no, I love Tua. I think he's cool I, as hell. I used to be an OJ McDuffie truther back in the day. Mm. You third down, pages. who you going to? Who you going to? OJ. Thank he's you. the best. I met OJ him. is the best. You heard it. You heard it first from Ed Larson. That's right. Love that's right. OJ. <laughs> Slaying third downs. <laughs> he is putting third downs to rest. He is oh following third downs. He's, he is killing third downs and a waiter. <laughs> All right. Well, we just killed that for the uh, clip we're going to put on the internet. So oh yeah. Oh, you can put that. We. I know. I know. I know. What internet we could put that on. Don't worry about that. Oh, good. Okay. So, Ed, I want to talk. I want to talk about your fandom a little bit. Just what level of crazed Dolphins fan are you? How excited are you coming into this season? Are you just scarred for life, and it's just like you don't let yourself get too close to it now? Like where are you at? That, that it is that one. It okay. is that one. I've I was I was intense. It was like super intense for decades. You know, like since I can remember, like I was like you know my birthday is always in October. We go to the games. That was always my birthday celebration. Like it was always, it was intense. In like the last like four years, I show up. You know, I don't even watch every game anymore. You know, to be completely honest, like it's just like you know it, it's it, it they've broken my soul. But at the same time, I love them. I put my time in. You know, I still wear the gear. I don't even care if they lose. I'll still wear. The, I'll wear. I'm a big guy of if your team loses, wear the gear on Monday. They need the support. You know, Ooh. like uh, that's uh, that's like kind of that. how I am. You know, like because I'm I'm used to it. I watched the the last time the Miami Dolphins were in the Super Bowl. I was one years old, and we lost to the <laughs> Niners. And uh, and so, you know, I watched them when I was a kid get beat in the AFC championship game by the bills. And that was the closest we ever got. And ever since then, I mean, we, we were good when I was a kid, you know, we were, we were really, we had Marino, we had, you know, we had the great, you know, Irving Fryer, you know, the the Marx brothers, you know, we had everything, everything was going on great for us. Keith Jackson even came out from the Eagles and did great for us for a couple of years. Like we were, our defense was stellar. You know, Shula was the man. But then we always just lost in the playoffs or beat the Chiefs and then lost in the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Rough times. When I was like six years old, I remember crying, screaming at family events because of the oh, fucking yeah. Dolphins, because of fucking Dan Marino. And, and Pete Stoyanovich kicking field goals at the last second against you fuckers. Yeah, man, I remember. Yeah, you know, but you got yours. I'm still waiting. It's true. And I, you know, and and I have a I have a rule. I, I I said if if the Dolphins ever win the Super Bowl, I'll never watch football again. That's kind of <laughs> that's that's where I, that's where I, that's my uh, that's my my claim. Now so, uh, that brings up a big question that I needed to ask about, which is you did steal a little piece from our Super Bowl team. You got Tyreek Hill. Mm. Are you feeling? I'm ready it? for are it. You, are you got? A first-round wide receiver to go with him who looked promising in this last season. You pair him up with Tyreek. You got two fast guys. Sure, a bottom third quarterback, but the rest of the team looks hot as hell. I mean, what I do mean, you think? Tua could throw the ball far. I mean, I think I think Hill can find it. You know, like that's you know, forget you know, he doesn't need to be accurate when you're that good. You know, and uh, <laughs> and how do you feel about the baggage that comes from all of Tyreek Hill's? past indiscretions involving choking his pregnant wife. Now we don't have to answer those questions. Those are all on you, Ed. 
Ah, yes. Um, <laughs> none of the. I mean, I don't, you don't have to answer anything. There's a couple playoff runs. You don't. No, nothing, Danny. We, when did he do it? When did he, oh, first of all, when did he do it and what was his punishment? <laughs> uh, not, he did it right before they won the Super Bowl. And really? He now, did it the uh, day before. The day that before? Was, that One was just, day before. First that of was all, just a screaming fight that they had. The, the physical thing happened before the draft. Uh, not that I'm trying to, I am not trying to erase it. It is definitely on us. All I'm saying is our number one wide receiver right now, his worst crime is being on TikTok. So, man, you know what? I truly hate it. And it's one of the reasons I can't stand football these days, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, every team has an awful person on their team and, uh, the dolphins are no stranger to that. You know, we've always had that kind of thing and hopefully McDaniel can straighten them out, but I'm not too confident to be honest i hope you know you're down in miami you know this is what happens all the time we get these crazy dudes they come down to miami and then they're like we're like we expect them to be calmer it's like no it's south beach you know they're i imagine he's gonna fuck up immensely that's what everyone does when they come to the dolphin I'm, i don't want to be negative and he looks be like negative. he looks like a little <laughs> pipsqueak too mcdaniel i think anyone could just steamroll over him and uh have no problem i love flores I am so mad he's gone. McDaniel, he looks like a nerd, and I appreciate the nerd thing because they understand football in a different way. But Flores was the shit. I loved him, and I'm so sad he's gone. He's going he's gonna to fucking be amazing this year. And uh, I hate the Dolphins owner. It's really hard being a Dolphins fan. Steven Ross is one of the biggest pieces of shit on the earth. Yeah. You know, and it's like, he like literally throws his own personal Trump rallies, you know, like he's, he really does that. And so he, he, I hate him and uh, it's really hard to like the dolphins, <laughs> but I am bound to them by life, you know? All right. Here's how I feel about Tyreek Hill and the dolphins. Like you got that awful family member who's been in and out of prison. You just really hope they're going to get their shit together one year. And like, and then you're, you're rooting for them and you really want them to do good. And when they do, you're going to be by their side. But um, as of right now, it is, uh, you know, I'm still in the question box, but hopefully Tyreek can do good. I don't know. You might not testify in court, every court date, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like if it's a big one. Yeah. But maybe I'm not going to, I'm not going to show up for your third court date. Yeah. No. The first couple, I, uh, I'm there. I hate that about Tyreek Hill. It's awful. And, uh, you know, and it's, but it seems like it's one of the things that I hate about the NFL in general is that they just let the players get away with these awful things. Well, like at the same time, like stopping them from saying what they want to say, you know, and, and like, and like, and like silencing them at the same time, but yet letting them be criminals. And it shit drives me crazy. And it's one of the reasons I've stepped away from being an NFL fan as hardcore as I used to be. Because, you know, as I get older, I get uh, more morals. And there's a couple things I want to touch on. First of all, wearing the jersey the, the day after your team loses is incredible. I think we should start this tradition. More, more people should do that. Because uh, I take mine off in the middle of the game. If something goes wrong, all the gear is gone. The hat is thrown. And then I really wish you luck in lifting the curse of having to watch football until the Dolphins finally get over the hill and win the Super Bowl. And then you don't have to do it anymore. And I think that's a nice thing that we should all consider as well. If your team wins, you can just step away. 
You, oh my god! I, I love this. I mean, Man, anyway, know, since we've been doing the show, both of our teams have won, but um, and, and we have we not are. stepped away. Uh, and then but lastly, like you were saying, ahead. they just let any NFL player get away with whatever they want, unless you're a punter. And then at that point, you're released from the team. If you throw the ball, you can do whatever you want. I mean, it's not like he's any old punter, by the way. He's a he's a gang rapist and deserved exactly what he got. If if true, but it seems very true. Jesus. Oh, yeah. I can't confirm any of these facts that do seem like facts, but I will say, <laughs> I will say, if they are, if they're, if they're targeting punters, if women are uh, trying to blackmail punters, that's Pat McAfee's fault directly. Wow. Pat McAfee mm-hmm. did that to the punter community, and he's going to have to deal with the consequences. He's the McAfee virus, bro. You got to get rid of him. <laughs> Cut him out. But yeah, Ed, I, I don't know if you've heard many of these stories, but if you if you click around NFL.com, it, it's uh, pretty dark. I read uh, a headline about a punter, and I was like, a punter? Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you... <laughs> I mean, it's, a bad it's so one. crazy. You know, you're going to love this. I uh, I was at FSU the year uh, Janikowski was a senior, and he used to, like, literally drive around to all the parties and sell ecstasy out of his car to everyone who would walk outside. Yes. <laughs> That's the other side of the spectrum. That's being a cool punter who gets it. Oh, you kicker, yeah, right? Those are called kickers. Cool kickers. punters are called kickers, man. <laughs> right. right. Kickers... And punters are obviously the yin and yang of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> no one, I mean, who owns a punter's jersey other than like their moms? <laughs> she yeah. just doesn't know what to get. It's the only one at the thrift store. Literally none. <laughs> I'm trying to get my hands on that Reggie Roby since I mentioned him. I think he played for the Raiders. And he might have played for the Finns. Did he play for the Dolphins? He too? played for the Finns for years. Yeah, you Reggie Roby. 70-yard punt for us, dude. Come he, on. Dude, every time he kicked the ball, it would literally like go as high as the as the upper deck. He was amazing. I miss yeah. Reggie Roby. Like, I mean, how do you miss a punter? That's how good he was. <laughs> um, all right, Danny, let's get into it. Uh, what'd you hate about watching football this week? I mean, I feel like we've gotten into a lot of things we hated oh, yeah. so far, but I'll, yeah, I'll get sure. specific here. I want to talk about Poe the Ravens mascot who tore his ACL after taking a hit during a, the halftime show pickup game with like a group of middle school kids, whatever yeah. it was. Uh, obviously, the clip of him or her could be a her in there. Uh, the clip of, of them being carted off the field went viral. And the general take from the Internet is like, you know, ha ha ha, this is sending me or whatever the fuck people say. And it may surprise some people to know this, but that reaction sickens me. All right. Yes, I I do enjoy the suffering of others from time to time, but I also have a very deep and kind of inexplicable soft spot for costume characters being abused. It's a real thing. It pains me in a way that I honestly don't understand. The closest I can come to is saying like, mascots are here to entertain. They're trying to entertain. To me, they're a pure good. And I can't stand when people prank them or when they're beat up in movies or Mm -hmm. when they're fucked with by stupid, worthless children at theme parks. Even just the sight of a costume mascot being forced to prance around in the heat 
outside, like doing something for some business, like that shit almost brings me to tears. And again, I don't know why. It could be some repressed trauma. I'm not sure. I've actually I've witnessed an oddly high number of people die in my life. Like I've seen it, so I don't think it's anything like that. I've I've actually internalized all of those. Point is, I'm an older millennial man, so I'm still not comfortable expressing my emotion. But when I saw that image of Poe the Raven shaking his head no when the trainers were trying to stand him up on the field. I cried. I cried for the first time since Turner and Hooch, which is a long time ago. So what I hated, anyone who made a dumb fucking Twitter joke. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. I hope Sir Purr and Jackson DeVille show up at your house and jump your ass. Did he keep the the headpiece on? Yeah, it was. It really was. I mean, what a hero. Are you you serious? Of course. That's That's what I'm saying. They are heroes. Mascots are there to bring joy to NFL fans and fans of every sport and fans of businesses and whatever it is, fans of your, your, you know, Disney properties, whatever it is, they're trying out there. They're doing the work anonymously. They are the true heroes, not the troops. I love you, Poe. God bless you. God bless you, Poe. That's unbelievable. I would have been like, get this goddamn thing off of me. I tore my fucking yeah, knee as out. Soon as yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. how you know you're an act as soon as you pop that top. I it made me so sad. And that clip I keep watching. I don't know, just like just trying to like torture myself, I guess, but it, it hurt me. It hurts deeply. Damn. As a former mascot, it means a lot to hear you say that, Danny. Oh, no shit. What were you in? What kind of headpiece did you have? I was Winnie the Pooh in front of Master's Tuxedo and Costumes and Cleaners. During the DC Sniper. During rank. the DC Sniper. Yes. Oh, in that's right. 2003. Wow. You would have I been a Winnie the Pooh in the streets. Yes. I don't understand how I didn't get offed in that reign of terror. <laughs> I feel for you, man. I love you even more now, knowing that. Hey, that's real, man. <laughs> Uh, Danny, quick question. How do you feel about the games where it's a team of mascots against like a Pop Warner team? It's like, like adult this... mascot characters, which is yeah. kind of what this was. Are, I mean, are you trying to get me to say that it's like uh, that they're ringers out there beating up on kids? <laughs> no, they're in the suits. They're heavily covered in, in all kinds of weighty headpieces and and butt pieces and whatever it is that they have to wear. And they're going up against worthless, ungrateful children who I have no emotion for whatsoever. I would have loved to play against a mascot. You just beat the shit out of them. You did you just play, hit them right? as hard as you can. You played amazing. You played to what level, Ed? On on in football, I played. I played to uh, to eleventh grade, and then oh, I decided weed and theater were better than football. Well, and, and I remember too, uh, you, at that at the roast the other day that that I saw you at, you mentioned on stage that you were the biggest baby born in Southern Florida, in Florida, in Florida, in all in of general. Florida, in the in state of Florida. Of Florida uh, I'm the like year that you were now. born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 14 pounds, 13 and a half ounces. Amazing. So my father being my father played college football, and so he immediately was very excited to uh, to have me. He, he just made me start snapping footballs at like the age of five i was like practicing to be a center did scouts he... just show up at your delivery i mean it, it seems like <laughs> a smart move oh man i was huge man i was huge my i had when i was when i played pop warner i always had to play with the older kids 
and they always beat the shit out of me. You know, they was uh, I when I was eight, I had to play with the twelve year olds. When I was twelve, I had to play with uh, the <laughs> right before you got to high school. And then, like the in eighth grade, I was too big to play at all. So I practiced with the high school team. Damn, that whole season just to get better at playing football a little bit better playing yeah. football. That year. I remember that seventh, eighth grade football pop Warner stuff. The weigh-ins, like that was a real thing, dude. I mean, I've been, you know, you want to go to therapy session? I fucking like, I, I, I taught, this is the trauma I received. It was like, my dad used to fucking feed me laxatives all day. Oh my God. And then I would run in the trash bag in the park oh. and like yeah. literally shit myself. I've, I've ridden and- in the trash bag, but my dad didn't make me poop my pants. So thank you, dad. Love you, dad. Yeah. For not adding the laxatives to it. Yeah, no. So I would shit. All day, have a little bit of water, run in a trash bag all day, and then I'd go weigh in, barely make weight, and they give me a snicker bar, and I'd played four quarters of football. Like, <laughs> like it was fucking crazy. When I look back at it, I was like, "That's torture." Oh, it was like yeah. legitimate. <laughs> that shit's banned in most suburban areas. Yeah, that's now. Abu Ghraib level. That's big Abu Ghraib. Sure. <laughs> Not in Boca Raton, Deerfield Beach, Florida. <laughs> uh- Ed, what'd you hate about watching football this week? If we haven't touched on it yet, which we may I have. mean, he might have. <laughs> I'll tell you what I hate. I mean, first of all, like you know, you know, football in general just gives me general trauma. But yep. the uh, the I will say that uh, Tom Brady, you know, you're gonna play or you're not gonna play. I'm sick of this shit. You're not Bo Jackson, you know. At least Bo Jackson was busy doing something else, you know. Like it's, you, 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 eleven days off for no reason. Like, come on, at least like show up and watch film. You know, what, what's going on here, buddy? He, he's he's going to coast through this season. And what? Oh, God, it's going to be so aggravating when he like wins the Super Bowl or something because he's just going to be that guy because he always is. But yeah, taking all that time off away from the team, at least show up. If you're not going to play, at least show up and go over film and teach other people and like, you know, like talk to the receivers and your line. Like, it just shows like that you think you're above it all. And that shit bothers me. Yeah, go live in Tampa. Yeah, be in Tampa with your people. You are kidding. How much is he getting? Who knows? Oh, he gets the most he's ever gotten because he was taking pay cuts in New England, and now he's reaping the benefits of being a a superstar finally. And also, his excuse of, I'm 45 years old, I have a lot of shit going on. All your coaching staff has to be that age or older, and they're there. So how is that an excuse? I mean, I understand he's trying to like break into television and all that, but you decided to come back when you said I'm coming back, come back. I, you know, like do it or don't do it. I should try. He's going to do this in the middle of the season. Watch. He's going to be like, oh, I got a birthday party. You know, and it's like, <laughs> he's going to be the first dude to start a game on Zoom. I'm just wondering what birthday. When is Trump's birthday? When what date is that? Because Ooh. he's probably going uh, to that one. It's a girth day, by the way. And uh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, man. I'm surprised he didn't end up at the Dolphins with Stephen Ross and the rest of his. He tried. Players. It seems he like tried. they tried. He tried to take. He tried to own the team. He tried to buy the team and then start as the quarterback for one season, which would have been insane. It would have. It's very slap shot of him. And you know but... who ruined it. Your man, Brian Flores, and I love him for that. Man, I love Brian Flores. I miss him so much. I hope he comes <laughs> back and beats the fucking piss out of us. Uh, Jamel, 
What'd you hate about watching football this week? Uh, I hated that we didn't let the Browns smoke weed on the sidelines sooner. That was an uh, insane video. I mean, the guy is can and also, are we giving the Browns mids? What is he doing <laughs> with his weed in that regular sandwich bag? Guy is smoking catnip on the sidelines. The Browns should have been giving weed since they lost to the Broncos the first time. Okay. <laughs> They should have been allowed to smoke weed since the 80s. I think it's crazy that this is a first sighting of weed on a Browns sideline. More weed for the Browns. I mean, we've all had bad jobs with uh, co-workers you can't stand. How do you get through it? Drugs. We sure did. Yeah. Man, Drugs. Like, they all should be, like, they're they're eating cortisone and taking shots on the side, you know, like, they're, like, they're destroying their livers and kidneys on the sideline. Let the man smoke weed. Yo, it's not I like swear. it's making them better. Like, like, if I, if I was a man trying to support a family and then my job signed Deshaun Watson to a multi-year deal, I'm smoking blunts on the sideline. <laughs> Why don't I get weed? You telling me we, I can't have weed? But this guy can assault every massage therapist in the Houston, in the greater Houston area. Man, it's crazy. It's a slap in the face to Josh Gordon as well. I mean, now Straight the up. Browns players have loose weed on the sideline. Out of a goddamn sandwich bag, dog. It wasn't even one of those ones with the uh the slidey tab. It was like a regular sandwich bag. Damn. So what happened to him? No, I don't think anything happened. Look, no one cares. There might be a mention of this later. I I won't go into any specifics. All I'll say is there's their rebuttal was that no, 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 they're just uh, they're just sunflower seeds. I'll leave it at that. All right. Hey, that's great. Stay Stay tuned for details. Yeah, yeah, man. I miss Ricky Williams. He was so good. Let him smoke weed. What's going on here? How Miami Ricky is the best running back of all time. Oh my god. It, it was amazing. He literally punched people in the face as he's running and they would just like fall on their necks. It was insane. I- <laughs> and apologize in the softest, sweetest voice ever, and just be like, hey, it's we're all just playing a game. Sounds Great like follow on Instagram, by the way, Ricky. He's just like getting high all the time and selling <laughs> weed out here in LA. He's great. No, he rules. Uh quickly what I hated this week. Uh Danny, you've had to deal with this for the past few years, and I'd like to know how you kind of deal with it. Um, the national media is starting to hype my Eagles mm-hmm. in a big way. I mean, we're now predicted to win the East. There's a lot of odds for like the best record in the NFC, Super Bowl odds. And, and this is not just coming from one source. I'm reading this all over the fantasy magazine stuff, the big National TV shows are talking about what a loaded roster we have. Bill Simmons loves you guys, too. He was trying to it's, put uh, us in the Super Bowl together. I don't like the radar on our back. And I I don't know if this is a me thing, why I can't just enjoy having a good team. It does seem like our team should be, should be pretty good. But there's something about the attention that uh, bothers me. Well, you brought it on yourselves, too, today getting CGJ. Yeah. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on your team. You're trying to do Dream Team Part 2. Oh, yeah. It's clear. You're all in behind Jalen Hurts. That's why I keep saying he better be the man. 
he better be the guy you think he is or else it's going to be a bad look. Well, I saw his GQ 10 things I can't live about or 10 things I can't live without. Uh, he had some pretty cool shit. So, <laughs> All right. Hall of Famer then. He FaceTimed yeah, his grandma. Grandma. Yeah, that was yep. the one. <laughs> he has a growing uh, vinyl record collection, which, you know, for like a 23-year-old guy is somewhat interesting. I didn't think he, people still did that. We do that because we're, like you said, aging millennials, but I didn't know 23-year-olds were doing it. That's the time yeah. to do it. Every 23-year-old has vinyl. Like, that's I guess maybe that's true, huh? That's when you started collecting vinyl, Dan. That's I guess I in, in a more serious way, yes. Um, okay, let's talk about some records. Danny, we were talking um, before the show started about records that you would like to see fall this season or you think could be broken this season. What are you thinking? That's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, uh, touchdown passes and who's going to do what uh, record this year. I mean, obviously, Brady is uh, up for oldest dude ever to fucking fuck us all and win another Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking, what's an under the radar record? You know, it's something that we know about that we think could get broken this year. And this year, I believe we are going to break the record for most quarterback booings in a single season Mm. Uh, you know we we've talked about how booed deshaun watson is going to get when he goes to houston i mean that's going to be a game long boo uh i think russell wilson he's going to seattle early in the season he's going to get booed then the seattle fans are going to watch one quarter of geno smith and probably boo him uh carson (laughs) wentz he's going to indy that's a boo then he goes to philly also, but they just kind of might laugh at him. So I don't know if we're going to count that as a booing. Um, Aaron Rodgers going to D.C. They might boo each other. Uh, you know how Aaron doesn't like overregulation in Washington. Uh, Jimmy G, if he goes to the wrong city, if he, you know, he's if I guess I wrote that before he got traded. But, you know, Jimmy G could get booed. Just people don't like him generally. Kirk Cousins or Lamar Jackson get COVID again. That's a boo. Uh, mm-hmm. Trubisky's bad early in the season. Boo. Tannehill's bad. Boo. Tua. Boo. Two. 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 <laughs> it could happen. So, you know, this season, I'm predicting it. It's going to be like a ghost with OCD. Just nonstop booing to the point where Boo Master General himself, Roger Goodell, could be jealous. <laughs> Feels right to me. Feels like a big boo year. I mean, Carson's getting booed in D.C., yeah, his second drive. If he doesn't score on his second drive, he's getting booed. Um. Also, side note, my dad. We we were talking about what the Deshaun Watson anthem should be. He suggested the Stroke by Billy Squire. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, that is pretty good. Yeah. Go ahead and cue that up, everybody. Uh, you you know the song, but <laughs> that's Play a great it here picture. and then come back to the yeah. show. Yes, please. Friend of the show, Dan's father, knocking it out of the park with that one. I hope yeah, every audio guy in every NFL stadium <laughs> past week 13 who's going to have Deshaun Watson coming in. You could do Touch Me spot. by the Doors. Ooh. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Now touch me, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Was that too much? I, I love it. It, it, yeah. 
it just all it just all kind of came. It felt very real. Yeah. And the wave just kind of hit us all. <clears throat> Maybe uh the weekend I feel it coming. Mm. Ah, if you want to go more modern. Oh, yes. how about the loonies? I got five on it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. That's fantastic. That might be the one. Uh, that might be the one. All right. Now we're making too much light of it. Let's not forget the victims, 26 women whose lives irreparably damaged by what Sean Watson did. And we're serious about that on this show. Uh, he's bad light. man. Bad man. Mm-hmm. Ed, we got to yeah. move on. Is there a record this season that you'd like to see broken or you think could be broken? I think the commanders are going to break the record for most ties in a season. <laughs> <laughs> I think seven to eight ties. Uh, I think they're going to go. I, I, I think they're going to go like four, four and eight. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Just to have the most mediocre season of all time. <laughs> Bravo. At, so, at what point do you start rooting for it? Once they're three ties in, you're like, this is just Hell a yeah, revelation. Yeah, Every no. game. <laughs> I want them to make the playoffs with six ties. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Imagine that. Wouldn't that be amazing? They'd still be undefeated, right? If they went 10-0 and like 11-0 and 6. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I, mean, I see I, a pathway to this. <laughs> and honestly, like making the playoffs is not so hard in the NFC. We're talking about the Eagles being a number one seed potentially because there's just no competition. Aaron with no receivers, the Niners with Trey Lance could get shaky. Uh, you know, who are the front runners? Then you're talking about the Vikings getting in. Come on, commanders with eight ties. I think America would rather see that. And so in the NFC, there's a lot of potential for teams that don't want to win games. Mm-hmm. We've all seen a football team where neither team wants to win. And I think the commanders could bring that out of an opponent. <laughs> I, I see a two to two tie in their future. <laughs> Just go trade safeties and then be done yeah. for the game. Yeah. We, I guess you always do hear about the teams that play down to the level of their opponent. So now I guess with this commander team, you just play at the level of your opponent. Yeah. And that's that. <laughs> J- Jamel, you got a record for us? Uh, I think a record you could, I think is going to be broken. We're already off to a hot start. Most mascots hurt in a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in. Jackson Deville is going to be jumping off of ledges every week. I mean, Poe already went down. I think the Jags. I think Jacksonville is going to hurt himself majorly every week this season, and then. You tack on maybe the the Lions mascot getting beat up in the parking lot or something. It could Who easily go that way. That? Who's the I'm gonna look up Lions mascot, sorry. It's, You're gonna hurt um, Danny's feelings too with that sort of It's animation. early it's early two thousands Eminem, I think. It's like him <laughs> in a Pistons jersey. <laughs> Would you believe Lions mascot. that's the Lions mascot, yeah. <laughs> Would you believe it's Rory the Lion? Oh, that makes sense. That sounds. Like I see him what? getting attacked by dogs outside the city. <laughs> when did Rory, Rory and T Grizzly put out a song together, and then, uh, you know, some rivals show up to the shoot? It ends up a shootout. Look, the Rory natural, gets hit in the hip. A natural enemy of the lion, Casey Wolf. Mm. Two alpha predators. <laughs> 
Who else do we got out there? Rampage? I mean, he's going to have the Super Bowl hangover, so he's going to be clumsy, possibly falls down steps at SoFi. Got Swoop, who we've seen get the shit beat out of him by Ace Ventura, which is a really hard scene for me to watch and different for different reasons, Danny. I hear you. What, who are the... Uh, oh, Flipper is the Dolphins mascot, which seems oh, yeah. a little on the nose, but I guess we that's used to have... Ventura special. We used to have Dolphin Denny before that guy came. I don't know if you know who that is. No. He was literally just like this fat dude who wore like Dolphin tiny Denny. orange. Was he yeah, based on to... Reginald Denny, the guy who beat up? Um... <laughs> he <laughs> got he, he got his ass kicked during the L.A. riots. That's who it is. That's... <laughs> he was the truck driver who got a brick thrown in his face. Oh, that was him. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure they're related for sure, at the very <laughs> least. But yeah, Dolphin Denny, he was like, he's all orange, like cowboy hat and like just like a vest and like tiny oh, nice. shorts. And he was and he was all bedazzled like Dolphins number one. And then my father really, we had close seats growing up. I, I had uh, season tickets and we had like, uh, we were in the corner of the end zone. We were like row like 13. And it was always my dad's favorite thing to be like, I can see your nuts, you know, and just yell at him. And like, <laughs> <laughs> he'd always hate coming to our section because my dad would like taunt him. I don't and like this is, <laughs> this is a this is just like a, a drunken super fan, right? He's unofficial mascot. I mean, he was on the field. He oh was my on, God. you know, no. he was you know, he was there for years. I know officially he's officially licensed. Uh, RIP, you know, RIP. He was it was like then the then the flipper came, and then there was also uh, the Hooters mascot was a big part of our team for a little while. Uh, like like so, a giant Hooters owl would come out on the field and play, and like he would cheer for the Dolphins. A quick uh, Wikipedia run back. By the way, Dolphin is spelled D O L F A N. So, Dolphin fan, kind mm-hmm. of a, a spoonerism there, or whatever you call it, a, a portmanteau. Uh, the name given to Denny Sim. By Dolphins fans, he was known for cheering on the team as a one-man sideline show. And the team in 1976 began paying him $50 a game because they were impressed by his spirit and passion. However, he retired in in 2000 at the age of 65 due to chronic health problems, eventually died in 2007. R.I.P. R.I.P.P. Because he couldn't hold his bladder. (laughs) (laughs) he did he died of kidney disease well i'm personally wishing a a safe season for all mascots involved i don't want any of them to be be injured amen but but i see what you're saying jamel it seems possible we're off to a quick start um a record that seems like it's going to be broke it's a personal record for me the number of times aaron Rodgers annoys the shit out of me uh he seems more determined to annoy me than, than ever before. Uh, he's on Joe Rogan smoking cigars. He's showing his bare feet on Pat McAfee. He had this amazing, I don't know how much the Rogan thing you guys heard, but obviously they talked to him about his vaccination status. And in a new turn of events, apparently he was microdosing COVID for weeks and weeks as opposed to, that's what he meant by immunized. Uh, was that it was an alternate method than getting the proper vaccine uh, because he was allergic to something in one of the in the major vaccines. So 
Which is fine, you know. That's that, that's his personal. That's his health. Uh, it's but, fine. Where do you get COVID from? Yeah, you where do you get, get tiny COVID? What are you talking about? The He's out licking, licking pangolins. <laughs> yeah, he had a fucking a cup of Dippin' Dots worth of COVIDs. But yes, so when he was explaining this, Rogan is asking him like, "What? What? What, what do you mean?" And he was having a tough time even explaining. He's like, I don't know. The doctor just gave it to me. And I'm like, isn't that your whole beef with the vaccine itself? <laughs> it's just so great that he's like, yeah, I'm going to take this. I'm just going to eat COVID for, for a couple of weeks and see if I can strengthen <laughs> myself. And uh, so then he is also uh, telling people he was, you know, waxing about how people don't know how to think for themselves anymore. He attacked one of his old college professors on the show he said to vote Republican. And so what I'd like to say to Aaron is shut up and dribble. That's my <laughs> message to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Amen. quit football and go play basketball and get your ass kicked. He's just trying to go out worse than Brett Favre. Oh, oh he said he was playing on Percocets. And yeah. like, that's, we know that already about football players, but uh, it's interesting. He could, he could maybe break the Brett uh, Percocet single season record. I don't think he, no one's touching the all time perk record. I think that's a tie between uh, Lawrence Taylor and Brett. Yeah. I maybe agree. Jake, Lawrence, maybe Jake Plummer. Though. I think, I, oh, thought yeah, I thought you were going to say Jake from State Farm. Jake from State Farm, Jake Plummer, they all kind of, they're kind of right under there at number two. But you're saying the single season record, they do have an extra game now. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's true. You got to put an like asterisk it. behind that. If he gets the extra game to do perks, then he's, he's it's a record, but there's a little something. How many does he need to average to, to even like keep up? Oh, probably about six, six to eight. Six, six to eight? To, eight okay. to 12. Brett was eating them shits like M&M's. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he spent all of his PPP loans on. <laughs> <laughs> um. Brett used to balance one on his on his nose like a seal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike Holgram, Mike Holgram would just put it on his nose and have him do have him throw four touchdown passes on Monday night, and then he gets his treat. <laughs> oh my goodness, um, Ed, where can we find you? Where, where can we find you this season if we want to follow along your Dolphins journey? Well, I got the Brighter Side podcast that I do with, uh, it's on the last podcast network. I co-host it with Amber Nelson. It's a lot of fun. Danny was on recently. Hey. Oh, it's uh, hilarious. A year, actually, it was a year ago, but I, I almost gave Danny COVID, and I don't know how I didn't. He sat next to me for a whole episode while I was contagious, and he came out scot-free, so Danny's nice. strong. He's microdosing COVID yeah, uh, that was, that's as of that situation. Um, also, uh, I got a Patreon, uh, it's a uh, patreon.com Eddie tunes. And that's pretty much, uh, I do. I just make a, I, I sent myself to DJ fantasy camp and I just, okay. uh, I, I make my own, uh, two hour radio shows on there. And so you could come listen to me, DJ and have a good time on there. Also, and, uh, I put out lots of playlists and stuff like that. Yeah. Check out murder fist sketches. If you can on, on YouTube, Eddie is one, in one of the funniest sketch groups in New York history. Thank you, man. Yeah. Murder fist, uh, murder fist on YouTube. So much fun. Check out the doll maker. And the last plug, uh, is for, if you want to get sad, uh, check out my movie, how America killed my mother. 
It's about how this country doesn't take care of our elderly anymore. And uh, so check that out. That's available on Vimeo or HowAmericaKillMyMother.com. Just got into Kevin Smith's Film Festival. Hell yeah. Nice. Congratulations. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. So if you're in uh, Leonardo, New Jersey in November, come check it out. <laughs> hey. uh, Ed hey, Larson, thank you, for, thank you for uh, joining the show today. Any final thoughts? Any uh, season predictions? Anything you want to leave us with? I mean, I really want the Dolphins to do good, but I don't want Stephen Ross to get the credit. Mm. So I'm willing to lose until he steps down. And then I want to win the very next season. I don't, I don't, know, I don't care if that's in two years or 30. That's how I, I think I feel like that's how I want the Dolphins to win their Super Bowl. I want this motherfucker getting no none of the credit. He's done nothing but bring me misery. Uh and uh, you know, Don Shula will live forever. And uh I love you, Dan Marino, John Offerdahl, Lewis Oliver, Brian Cox. I miss you. And uh <laughs> and that's all. I want um OJ McDuffie. Uh after you're done listening to this podcast, go listen to OJ McDuffie's podcast. Uh, it's very good. He had Tim Bowens on recently. I really yes. enjoyed that. Um, and, uh, you know, shout out to Leonard Marshall. He had a uh, lunch at Hooters with me and my mother once. And that was really oh, cool. Shit. And uh, he said uh, he really loved uh, uh, breaking Joe Montana's back. So um, <laughs> uh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you guys. Yeah. I really appreciate you for letting me come on and just be an idiot. We appreciate of course, man. You Thank you. All right. Hey guys, a little brief pause to say that today's episode of Sorry We Love Football is brought to you by Sports Drink. It's your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created, I mean a couple of years, not really new, but it's a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team and our favorite team, to be honest. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social, sportsdrink.org, or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink, but without any vowels, right? So S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, Sports Drink, that's where they are on Instagram. It's a new brand. They're pulling this show up. If you like this show, you like Sports Drink, get at it. That's the ad read. Uh, coming back on the other side of this thing. Guys, next week we're actually going to be previewing games. This is the last time we're going to have to scrape this NFL.com, just bottom of the news bag barrel. <laughs> Should we jump around? Get sure, the bag I- barrel. Bag barrels. I do want it is cut down day, so there's there is some better shit than normal. It's true. So something we didn't touch on, surprisingly, was a rookie running back Brian Robinson on the Commanders made the 53 man roster. So that means they're not putting him on any sort of like, you know, injury list or this is the guy who also was recently shot in a carjacking. Will be on the team opening day. Jamel instant reactions um my first reaction is it's crazy how much the city still loves the commanders i mean (laughs) these kids in northeast knew it was brian robinson i couldn't pick brian robinson out of a lineup and two kids with guns were like oh shit 
that's Brian Robinson. I was just watching, you know, like they're tracking real close. So the city still got a ton of love. Um, I wish Brian a speedy recovery. It sounds like things he he narrowly escaped. Yeah, a, a uh, situation. Shot three times, uh, twice in the leg, once in the glute. So maybe could have ass. Shot in the ass. I guess they weren't maybe going for a, a fatal shot. I, I think that's at least uh, neighborly of, of these carjackers. That's, once again, that's how you know they were Commanders fans. But you're also fucking with the guy's speed if you're shooting him in the butt. Yeah, that's the problem with these kids is they just, they didn't see, they're not seeing big picture. <laughs> you know? Because then they'll be mad watching the game. What the fuck, dude? This team sucks. Oh, yeah, we shot the fucking running back, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Ah, uh, Gen Z, man. They're going to be the death of us. Ridiculous. I know Sean Taylor comes up on this show from time to time, but I can't think of another team that is as plagued with self-inflicted wounds from the city itself as well, maybe no, no, your... no, 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 Sean Taylor got shot in Florida. He was not okay. in the city. <laughs> All right. That's fair. R.I.P. to apologies. my guys. Just want to make that clear. R.I.P. Sean Taylor, obviously. Uh, I mean, and a couple other guys did get shot, but not, <laughs> not John Taylor. Maybe like fucking McCarrens. Who do like one of those dumbass receivers we had back in the day? I mean, th- it, there could be a curse, though. You know, you le- it's like how curses work in the Blumhouse universe. You 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 leave the house doesn't mean the ghost is gone. He's attached to you. That's what happened to Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, damn, that's real. That's what that's what Dan keeps telling me. Yeah, I was trying to remind him like how insane that whole saga was. And he's like, well, he was a Steelers quarterback. And I was like, he's still yours, actually. It does seem like it was our fault. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Ne- next story. Uh, Chiefs are releasing wide receiver Josh Gordon today on cutdowns. Uh, Danny, how do you feel about that? You know, he was he was a good dude, honestly. Like he tried to bring it back. He he thought we thought that he could be the guy at least to come in be a, an awesome fifth or sixth receiver. We're only keeping five receivers, so there is that. I, maybe there's a chance he could land on another team, but I think ultimately, like we kind of mentioned earlier, you know, the guy just started playing at the wrong time before Weed got a little bit more chill in the NFL. So RIP to his career if it is the end, but undeserved downfall for Josh Gordon, I think. Yeah. Uh, here, here's a good one. Uh, head <laughs> there, was coach celebra- Mike- there was a moment of silence there for Josh Gordon. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, he might never play again in the NFL, so uh, crazy career. Obviously, um, head coach Mike Tomlin will name Steelers starting quarterback quote at his leisure. Unquote. So he <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's always the okay response to an NFL.com article where it's like, this is a unique one though. Mike Tomlin's basically like, "There's no rush," but there is somewhat of a rush. I mean, Trubisky must have looked so bad in a practice that he had to play him like that. Yeah. I think Mike Tomlin's a, a disciplinarian, right? So he's just kind of, he's, he's putting Trubisky on notice. He's saying the rookies coming up, 
You should be scared. You should start playing better. You know, they'll win their standard nine games. Speaking of cursed franchises, how does this happen? The Raiders uh, waived their 2021 first-round pick, offensive lineman Alex Leatherwood, one season after drafting him in the first round. How do you fuck that up that badly? I mean, he was crazy bad, though. We played against him twice. He is not good. Our pass rush was like 28th in the league, and we were getting to Derek Carr. He is, uh, I mean, all their their first rounders from the, the Mike Mayock seasons have been eating shit in the NFL. No fifth-year option for Josh Jacobs. No fifth-year option for, uh, what's that, the cornerback or the, the safety that they drafted, uh, John Jonathan Abram. Uh, you know, Mike Mayock is just a talking head who got a little too big for his britches, and it's pretty much ultimately been proven that... Uh, those of us in the sports media world don't know what the fuck we're talking about. I mean, Andy Reid's done it. One of the worst picks in, in my lifetime, or probably the worst pick. I don't know if you guys remember Danny Watkins. O-lineman <laughs> we picked in the first round. Yeah, He was 26 years old. Hadn't played college football in years. And he was a firefighter. So they just thought he'd be like good for the community or something. And then he was fucking terrible and was off the team. Like after one season, I think. Well, but didn't Jordan Melata play a completely different sport? Wasn't he a rugby? Yeah, but he's our seventh round pick. And now he's like one of the best linemen in the league. So, you know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it don't. It is funny that they just were like, he's, he's fireman strong. Yeah. He has an innate toughness is what, uh, Howie Roseman said at the time. <laughs> How's Andre Dillard doing, by the way? Uh, he's going to get waived, or we're trying to trade him for some pennies right now. Linemen are tough, man. They're tough to find. Jamel, you may have to strap him back on. Hey, it's no problem. I'm ready to go. All right, we're pulling up one more headline. Oh, we got to talk about if, I mean, if we got one more, we got to talk about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, saying, actually, we got a couple more. So that, right. let's get into the Baker one. Uh, what was the quote that he had towards the He said the he's going to beat their ass week one. Love that. Yo. That's classic Baker. That's good stuff, man. Baker's got no a swagger pro- back. And I mean, and he's got no progressive ads coming. All the ads are gone this year, right? He's just got nothing but football. No, although something with Carolina could be funny. I mean, him, you know, now he's the janitor at the Carolina Stadium or something. I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever. it could be good. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, uh, there could be a lot that they could explore about life post-divorce in these ads, you know. Any he's of assistant us managing a, a yeah, he's, a, he's working at like a cookout. Yeah, he's uh, like, like a, the night shift at cookout. Going home to one of those like men's singles hotels, you know, the the like <laughs> the, the divorced dad apartment complex. Oh, not a place you want to wind up. Uh, do you think it's smart to poke Miles Garrett with he's prodding at a, a guy who we've seen uh, some violent takedowns <laughs> on Miles's end? Like Baker Mayfield, you're you're basically taunting your entire former team 
who has one of the best defensive linemen. You're not worried about that? That's Baker, man. He thinks before he acts, or he acts before he thinks. He's he's a a gung-ho, like balls to the wall, no fear. And then he gets his ass kicked. But I really like the attitude. You know, Mm -hmm. we actually never talked about Aaron Donald doing the Miles Garrett in the joint practice between the Bengals and Rams. No, didn't just do a Miles Garrett, doubled up on it with two Double Miles. Double miles. Two helmets. <laughs> like a Capital One card. He had stolen <laughs> from the opponent, and he is swinging them just recklessly. I don't know who he was swinging them at, but it was amazing. He looked like a character in the Ninja Turtles video game, you know? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like <laughs> Raphael with the size. Yeah. When yeah. Aaron Donald starts blinking, you can hit him. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, if that would have happened during a game, Miles Garrett, what did he get? Like 10 game suspension? This Donald thing, it doesn't seem like there's going to be any fallout, even though there's footage and it wasn't a joint practice. So I'm just like, I don't know. It's just the treatment different players get is bizarre. I am quoting the late, great Allen Iverson. It's practice. practice. Yeah. He's alive. That's true. Uh, okay. So one of the stories we didn't really touch on is Jimmy G remains a Niner. He's just not going to get traded. He's going to be on the team as their backup, which is a very curious move because as I think we've talked about doing this two quarterback thing, this is a guy who's led that team to the Super Bowl. And now they're going to have to do the the split room thing where there's probably some Jimmy G guys in that locker room. Just be like, Jimmy's my guy. I, I don't want Trey to be the starter, but they don't really have a choice but then if Trey Lance has one bad series, like you were saying about Wentz, Jamel, now on the sideline, people are like, just put Jimmy in. I, I don't know if you I want that don't phantom know. lingering. I don't know who Kyle Shanahan thinks he is, but I bet it'll work. <laughs> I, I mean, if I'm Trey Lance, I'm pissed. I really don't like the idea of, of the backup being too good. I think that's where you're at actually, Dan, and with the Eagles, Gardner Minshew yeah. showing out every preseason. It's got to put the fear He's of good. God into Jalen Hurts, and it can either go one of two ways. Either it elevates Trey Lance's game or he crumbles like uh, you know, a scared little boy, like Poe on the field. Just crumples. Now, having Gardner's it is amazing. I mean, that's somebody, it's never been his team, his locker room. He's never taken this team on a playoff run. So it's a little, it, it's a little different, even though he's a very good quarterback. So it's nice to have him on the team. And, but I, don't, I think it's totally Jalen's team. I think the whole, everybody there loves him. AJ Brown's like his best friend. All right. Well, uh, we're talking about so, the Niners. Yeah. We're Niners, doing this for Andrew Kungle, our great friend of the show who. Yep who needs an uplift right now. We promised we would talk more about the Niners this season. Trey Lance, you're on notice. That's how I feel. He is. He is. There's no way around it. They didn't keep, they didn't keep Jimmy G just because he's a hot, sexy guy who takes his shirt off in the locker room. They kept him. I like what they want. They want a steady presence in the backup spot. And any starting quarterback should feel a little annoyed by that. If you're starting, if your backup quarterback sucks, your starting quarterback is good. That is the, that is the way it works. The shittier your backup is, the better the QB one knows he is. 
That's why we keep Chad Henney around. But Danny, I like what you're saying where it's like, are, are the Niners telling us something? Like by keeping Jimmy G around, is it like is Trey Lance ready? Is he just gonna suck? Like I have of no idea. Of course he's not ready. Who's ever ready? <laughs> I mean, he's he's gonna be thrown into the fire again, and you know he's got a little bit more uh, experience. He's a he's a uh, you know a, a mobile QB. He can get out of the pocket well. I might even draft him in fantasy, to be honest, because I like the the dual threat ability that he's got. That said, a couple of really dog shit preseason games and then keeping Jimmy G around, I wouldn't feel hyper confident if I'm the young man. I, I think all, all boys named Trey are on notice. <laughs> or Lance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, last story. Falcon star Calvin Ridley. <laughs> among victim of Atlanta home invasion spree. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. A violent street gang is targeting Atlanta area homes of famous athletes, entertainers, and others who flaunt expensive possessions on social media. Singer Mariah Carey, Marlo Hampton of the Real Housewives of Atlanta, Atlanta oh. United player Brad Guzman, and now Falcons star receiver Calvin Ridley all have had their homes broken into. So who should Terrifying. be on notice out in Atlanta right now? Well, well, you can't well, go. You can't run up on Tyler Perry. That's how you get shot for sure. There's <laughs> no one. No one's getting in the Tyler Perry compound. So he's good. One revelation to me of this story is Mariah Carey lives in Atlanta. Everyone lives in Atlanta. Everyone who makes music. If you're a black musician, you have a house in Atlanta. Mariah Carey is a black musician. At points, yes. Definitely okay. later. That's what I was wondering about. Because you said that's yeah, yeah. where everybody lives. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Music box, not black. Uh, Dream <laughs> Lover, not black. But uh, Breakdown, that's black. She's got a song this with is... Bone Thugs and Harmony, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move into our mailbag before a street gang steals it from us. Uh, who wants to go first? Jamal, it's your birthday. I think you could decide. You've got mail. Um, I will go first. Okay. It's my birthday. I'm, I'm, and I'm feeling good about this one. I think you guys are going to like this one a lot. Uh, comes to us from Desert Whitaker. Uh, out of La Jolla, California. Hey guys, big fan of the show, especially Danny and his beloved Chiefs. I hope you guys stomp a mud hole in the Chargers this year. I've hated the Chargers for years, and it's not because they left San Diego like most of these fuck faces down here. It's way deeper than that. The year was 1994. Chris Humphreys and the boys set the city on fire, winning the AFC West. And for their big divisional matchup versus the Dolphins, the team decided to run a little promotion called Bolts for Butts. Every person who bought a ticket to the game would receive a foam lightning bolt waiting for them in their seats. Me and my then wife of seven beautiful years went to Jack Murphy Stadium that day, and my life was forever changed. Because when we got to our seats and Carol put that foam lightning bolt in her ass, 
my marriage was ruined. That's right. My wife took bolts for butts, literally. Before I could tell her that's not what they meant, she was already moaning in ecstasy. Sounds I had never heard before. The foam lightning bolt made my wife come during a playoff game. Harder than I ever had. In front of everybody. I don't know if you can tell by my handwriting, but I do have a micro penis, which a lot of women have told me they like way better than regular penis. Even my Carol. But when I saw that foam, what I when I saw what that foam bolt did to her, there was no going back. She filed for divorce in the parking lot. So that's why I'm like, fuck the Chargers. Anyway, can't wait for this upcoming season and keep up the good work, guys. Wow. Desert Whitaker? Yeah. I just want to say most Chiefs fans do not have a micro penis. <laughs> also, I think that's a Chargers uh, thing. Definitely. Just one ha- one housekeeping thing. I believe it was Stan Humphreys was the quarterback. I, I think, oh, it was uh, Stan. I, I think know. I think Desert called him Chris. He's probably got confused. Yeah. Chris Humphreys. Oh, <laughs> bolts for butts. I just bolts remember Chris Humphreys. Yeah. They need to bring that back. Bolts for butts. That should be. They should do that this year for sure. Also, thanks for listening, contender, Desert. <laughs> contender for episode title for sure. Bolts for butts. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Jamel, it's still your birthday. <laughs> Who, who's reading the next letter? Oh, you are. Okay, let me reach in this bag here. <clears throat> let me see if I can find a good. Okay. I have a letter here it's from Dr. Dre, famous musician, Dr. Dre. It reads, hey, guys, love the show. Big fan. Uh, you know, I was recently re-watching my Super Bowl performance from 2021, and I got to thinking I'd love to do the halftime show again. I really only got to perform one of my songs, and I'd appreciate being able to do some of my other classics, such as Fuck You, Let's Get High, these nuts, bitches ain't shit, and there's a lot of other ones I can't say. And I know this year is out because the Super Bowl is being played in Arizona, so they probably won't invite me. But do you have any thoughts on who should perform this year? Uh, thanks again. Love the show. Signed, Dr. Dre. I think it's Imagine Dragons. I think this is their year. <laughs> yeah, every... Once you follow up a really good halftime show, it has to be one of the the shitty ones. Well, I was looking for Phoenix slash Glendale, Arizona based music music acts. Mm. Not a lot of talent, surprisingly, coming out of that area. Uh, I think Jimmy World is the most popular Arizona based band, or they started there anyway. I could watch two Jimmy World songs. Yeah, I could watch I could, yeah it'd have to be like an Arizona super cut, right? It couldn't just be Jimmy Eat World. Uh, just get Britney Spears' crazy ass back on there. And Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's actually That feels good. ripe. That feels She's good. She's from Glendale, California. <laughs> Not from, but possibly lives there. 
Uh, are you guys sad that Dr. Dre didn't get to perform more songs? I would have loved to hear these nuts. That's just me. I mean, if Detox ever came out, yeah, I, he could do it again. I would hope that he would do half of Detox at the Super Bowl. Cover to cover. Yeah. Uh, Danny. Well, how about you? How, yeah, bring us home, Danny. Bring us Our home. Last yeah. letter, I think, in honor of Jamel's birthday, I'm going to do the bottom of the bag. Mm. Thank you. All right. Hey, guys. This is Lou Freeberger, head of the NFL's D.A.R.E. program. I've been in this position for a decade now, and it's with a heavy heart that I come to you today to announce my resignation. I came in hoping to rid the NFL of all illicit drug use, but lately it's become clear that I've been pretty ineffective. Aaron Rodgers telling Rogan that he was high on perks during games and doing ayahuasca in the offseason was not a good look for me. Nor was Tom Brady's press conference where you could see he's clearly become addicted to diet pills. Then there was the clip of the Browns players whipping out a bag of weed on the sideline during the preseason. Yes, some astute fans pointed out that it was actually sunflower seeds, but those seeds were, in fact, infused with THC, so there you go. And, of course, my biggest failure was with Antonio Brown, who every morning now takes a combo of LSD, DMT, and Special K, which he refers to as alphabet soup. I will be stepping down effective immediately and hope to have more success in my new role, joining the recently created Russian Football League. I'll be flying there tomorrow with my good friend Josh Gordon, and everything should go smoothly. Signed, Lou Freeberger. That's a Damn. tough job. <laughs> <laughs> really is. Best of luck in St. Petersburg, Lou. Yeah, I think uh, well they'll all be sharing a cell with Brittany Griner eventually. Oh, then they oh, have to man. play football in her cell? Hey, that would be a hell of a game. Okay, Thinking about so how just, the game would look? Yeah. <laughs> just for some clarity, they, they were sunflower seeds? I never saw what the actual takeaway was it's the official explanation if you look closely at the video i think the sunflower seeds argument does hold water uh but come on is it fun that they're sunflower seeds no and they could have been as as lou freeberger said dripping with thc tincture you never know also when the fuck did football players start eating sunflower seeds what what that's not a oh, thing. That happens. No. Sure. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. You never once. When I was standing in right field, yes. When I was standing uh, on the fifty-yard line, no, never. They're good anytime. Yeah. That's true. That that's insane. Uh, okay. Final thoughts on 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 uh, on today's show. I'll start. Um, like you mentioned, Kungle, uh, his his father recently passed. Walt Kungle. He coached me in football growing up. He was one of the most fun people ever to watch football with. He was a huge Broncos fan. He had insane theories about players and, and team curses. And honestly, he just made watching football like super fun and playing it super fun. So, uh, you know, shout out Walt Kungle and shout out Andrew Kungle. Um, hope you're doing all right, man. You know, sorry, we love football. Uh, loves your dad. Loves you. Yeah, same thing. Echo that. Sorry about 
sorry to hear about it. it it's a loss for all of us and it feels um like you know a, a real tough thing that you're going through and we're you know here for you in any way that we can be and even if it's just shitting on the 49ers for you we can do that i mean i agree uh and i and i'll say uh uh, Potomac, uh, the, the the home openers this Thursday. If you live in Woodbridge, Virginia, head on over to Chuck Cole's Memorial Stadium. Hell yeah! Check out some Panther football. Go Panthers! Go Panthers! <laughs> and of course, sorry that I said that in such a dorky way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lo siento to our Latino community. I'm sorry as well. <laughs>